You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your sassy source for lifestyle advice, wellness tips, and pop culture dish. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and holistic hustler here to help you get your shit together and laugh through all the chaos of life in your 20s. If you're not doing so already, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach for really funny Instagram stories, probably of my neighbors, some adorable memes and really cute selfies, probably a couple of which I'll take today in studio. So one thing that I really love is to use this platform to support and share other stories of badasses in the community. As much as I love to talk about reality TV and how much we all hate Justin Bobby, but would probably still take him home for a night. Uh, it's equally as important to chat with people that are making their dreams a reality. And today's guest I really like because her dreams include Rosé. She cashed in all of her life savings and spent it on a whole lot of wine. Please welcome founder and CEO of Bev Rosé, Leaks Peabody. Oh my gosh, you spelt my name right. Oh my god, or not spelt it, said it right. <laughs> said it right yeah. Nobody ever gets it I right. Was so it's like worried. magic. No, you did great. You totally I did like, great. Oh. I, trust me, I've fucked up so many names on this show. It's okay. Uh, yours, yours nailed it. Thanks, thanks. Thank you for having me. Love the rosé, by the way. Oh, thank you. So delicious. Zero sugar. Totally Zero delicious. sugar, which I love. So my thing is on the show, we always I always like to highlight hangover-free wines, um, which are usually don't have any sugar, don't have all like the added BS. It's definitely like, better. I mean, drink yeah. enough of it, and you know, I, mean, yeah, I can't, I can't drink make enough of anything. Yeah. You're probably still going to get hungover. <laughs> um, but no, I love that it doesn't have any sugar. It's really light. I like the little fizz. That's different. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, we call it a little fizzy. You know, it's kind of our thing. I like it. Okay, so before we dive deep, you need to answer my icebreaker questions, which oh every guest has to come on and answer. First one is, uh, where did you grow up and what part of the world are you currently living in? I grew up in New York City, okay. and but I also grew up in a couple different countries, but briefly while mm. I was growing up. So New York and then France and Italy. And I currently live in Venice. Did, California, not Italy. <laughs> <laughs> did, I mean, well, you said you grew up living in those other countries, but like, did the European side come through with your like wine palette? Uh, definitely not, mm. though I wish I could say it did. Um, mostly, mostly I got, story. I know, right? Um, mostly I got my very confusing name from my French mom. And, um, and I guess I, I got pretty good at making friends with people who I, who I, difficulty communicating with considering i was often in countries with people I, who didn't speak my same language so yeah. that was you know that was that but that's that's pretty much what i took away from that from how many part. languages do you speak i speak french italian english and then the two very useful languages of latin and ancient greek mm, wow super super useful honestly <laughs> comes in handy all the time when i'm in churches i love it <laughs> Uh, next question. What's one word your mom would use to describe you? This is that's a tough one. Um, one word. Challenging. No. Challenging. <laughs> no. Okay. That's what she would have. That's what she would have used to say. But now she would. Um, now she would probably say. I don't know. She says I don't have a mean bone in my body. That's, that's not, nice. That's not one word, but she says that about me from time okay. to time, even though as a teenager, I probably, probably less so. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact. What's one thing people would not expect about you? I don't like chocolate mm, what? at all. Don't like it. I've never liked it. Like not milk, not white, not no, dark. Not a, no, not mm -mm. Really? Mm -mm, not my thing. That's so strange. Not my thing. Huh. Okay. I feel like I know the answer to this next one, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because I have to. Drink of choice. 
Oh, I mean, rosé, obviously. Um, but I also like some white wines. So okay. hint, hint, wink, wink. You what know. types of whites are you into? Uh, dry. I like yeah. Sauvignon Blanc for the most part. That's, Same. Yeah, that's kind of my beverage of, of choice when it comes to white wine. Okay, last icebreaker, which which is my favorite question to ask. If you had to be reincarnated as a Kardashian, which one would it be? Oh, man. Honestly, honestly, Kris Jenner, if I'm allowed to use yeah. her, because I think uh, she's a genius. Yeah. Yeah. I've gotten some, I've gotten Jenners, I've gotten pets, I've gotten Yeah, but kids. I'm also, also, I would, honestly, I would go for Kim, too. I mean, I think she's just, you know, she's got her shit. She's on her shit without, she, she's, she takes not being on her shit as yeah. being on her shit. And I think that's cool, you yeah. know? And I like that, like, she doesn't follow any sort of, like, yeah, she structure care. for what she thinks her career needs to be. She's always kind of pivoting and, like, making it work. And yeah. she's, like, doing it. I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge watcher, but I have a ton of re- respect yeah. just as, you know, as a business person. Like, yeah. you can't, you can't lie that, that that is a, quite the business model they got going on there. I mean, their there. show's been on for 15 seasons. It's amazing. They're doing something right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So... And speaking of doing something right, you are doing something right because you cashed in your 401k. I did. Cashed in all your money and you're just like, I'm going to bet this on Rosé. Can you talk me through where <laughs> that, tra- I mean, that's where not, that great that's, idea came that, from? It's not usually mom's favorite decision. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I was like, you know, I'm either going to one day end up really rich, really mm-hmm. drunk or or some mixture, um, <laughs> <laughs> some mixture there. Hopefully yeah, both. No. So, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully both. No, I, I actually started the company more as a brand than okay. as an actual product. I was really excited about the women's space. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I hate when people call it that. Uh, no, I was really excited about gender dynamics in social spaces and mm-hmm. how men and women are interacting, particularly when they're drinking and partying. And as I started to look more and more in industries, I noticed that there was very little out there that actually spoke to women instead of at them. Mm-hmm. Um, and just in general, spoke to anybody who wasn't you know, kind of a, a white dude. Uh, and that was something that I started to notice. And so I thought, this is an industry that I think there's a lot to be said about. Yeah. It's an industry that people um, all interact with. A lot of people don't know how it works. And as I started to dig more, I was like, you know, there needs to be something out there that speaks to women and and to different types of populations and in a positive light and, and advertise as well as well. So that's kind of how I originally thought up the idea. So now that you're in the space, are you appreciative that we highlight like female founders and like that there is some sort of segregation that the the women are getting a moment right now or do you feel like you want to be you know kind of held with the guys that have run this industry for a really long time well that's an interesting question because it, when you the guys have not only run this industry they have all the power in it and, mm-hmm. and it is a it's a huge industry and it has multiple different moving parts a lot of legislation around it that's protecting sort of the old boys clubs that mm. exist um and so you know i want there to be a platform for women across the board and and the women's movement just in general is something that that i believe in and i think is really really important um but I also understand the need, especially in male-dominated industries, for um, what's the word I'm looking for to, to really work together, mm-hmm. right? And so, um, I, you know, I don't necessarily think it's right that we would want to be the, you know, the the one woman product. Like, yeah. no, not at all. There needs to be a 
huge slew of them. But in order to do that successfully, especially in my industry, you're going to have to get guys on board. Um, And so that's been an interesting challenge as well when they don't necessarily understand a lot of the time what we're trying to do and why it matters. But uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's certainly fun. What do you think of Bethany and how she kind of revolutionized females being in the the liquor game yeah uh she definitely did i mean she definitely had a big part of that and suddenly a lot of the guys were like whoa women drink too i'm like shocking (laughs) how do you think we deal with you no just kidding (laughs) just kidding but um yeah and and you know i do think the kind of skinny girl you know skinny girl thing would probably not take off as much today Today, as um as it did when it did but it was definitely you know proving a market and proving that this was a community that's extremely underserved and good on her you know good on good on any chick who's gonna who's gonna do that yeah why'd you name it bev this is that your alter ego this well i mean now you are in the evening i mean now i mean now it is um bev is the best version of yourself for anyone who's wondering uh yeah no but it was actually because i wanted it to be a sort of a powerful woman's name that didn't necessarily have a race attached to it that you probably don't know somebody with that name and if you do you can just think it stands for beverage you know Mm. and so it was kind of you know it was kind of one of those things where i was like I want it to I want it to be able to speak to everybody and I don't want yeah. you to you know I don't want it to be like Julie and then you hate a Julie and then you hate my product. <laughs> <laughs> I mean you could make some fun puns with Julie's name if that's what I mean, you're I'm drinking. Sure, maybe maybe one well, of I don't think days. anybody wants to be drinking Julie but yeah. you know <laughs> to each their own, right? Um why rosé? Yeah, so again kind of boring but um <laughs> So there's a lot of legislation. I also in the love industry. your very rose outfit. It's very pink. People can't see. I keep it, it on brand. Well, yes, I have hopping shoes, pink water bottle, pink sweater, and a pink tank underneath. So a white pants though, because you know I'm not not really in a monochrome space <laughs> today. Um, but yeah, no, I think so. Rose, I picked specifically because a lot of it had to do with the legislation around it. Obviously, I really like rose, but um, spiked seltzers or spirits or anything like that. Uh, is subject to more restrictions than wine specifically. Mm. So I wanted it to be a party drink that yeah. people, you know, consumed in a party atmosphere because that's the culture we're trying to talk about. But it had to be a wine at first so that I could sell it online and so that I could sell it more easily at the beginning while while we were getting our legs under us. Okay. And are there more wines in the works? Yeah. Maybe a Sauvignon Maybe. Blanc. I'm not I'm not gonna say no. I'm not gonna say yes, but stay tuned. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm excited. Cause like I said, I like it because I normally have not been like into sparkling wines, but I like that it it's crisp and it has it's not like super fizzy, but it's just yeah. got like a little hint of a fizz. Yeah, I wanted it to kind of well, first of all, it's really weird for people when you crack a can and it's like yeah. instead of like you yeah. know, everybody wants the yeah. what you're used to. Um so that was part of it too, but I wanted it to drink more like a cider or a beer than okay. a straight wine to the face situation. You know, a lot of a lot of canned wines can feel like it's a lot to the face, and I wanted ours to be able to be drinkable out of the can. Were your parents supportive when you told them that what you were, what you were doing and that you 
cashed in your 401k? Oh my gosh. I think they were nervous, but they were, de- they're definitely, they were definitely supportive. Okay. You know, my, my dad was actually one of the people who, who said, you don't need a partner. Like you can go out and do this on your own. Here's the lawyer's phone number that I know, you know? And so, so that was helpful. But at the very, very beginning, they were kind of like, what are you doing in Los Angeles? We're New Yorkers. We hate Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> Why haven't you come home? Um, but yeah, now, now they've done, now they're definitely, you know, all for it for sure. Okay. And, and they're, I'm assuming big Bev drinkers now. Uh, yeah. Well, my parents, I grew up and they, nobody really drank all that much in my household, believe it oh, or so not. This is like a total pivot. So, yeah. So this was just like, whoa, what's she doing? And, um, but, uh, but now they like it. I mean, they definitely like it, which is, which says a lot because they don't like much. And when it comes to, when it comes to alcohol in general, but I can tell you my, uh, my siblings like it. That's for sure. <laughs> I bet they do. So talk me through some of like the stumbling blocks you had to face to get Bev from launch to where you're at now, where I can walk down the street at the Ace Hotel and get myself a Bev. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I mean, what isn't a stumbling block would be a better, uh, better question. I mean, there's one moment that I remember specifically that was just, it's just so poignant for me that, um, yeah, it haunts it haunts me in my dream still. Where it was, I was in San Francisco. I was trying to raise money to actually get things off the ground because I'd cashed out all of my, literally all of my money. I had maybe five dollars in my bank account. I had maxed oh out gosh. all my credit cards. Like, don't tell dad. Just and, to open up the business. Uh, yeah, or well, just to like survive while trying to build both. Business. Both. Yeah. I mean, part of it was opening it, um, like getting licenses, stuff like that, getting products, and then a big part of it as well was just surviving. And there's a lot of travel that you have to do when you're you know trying to fundraise and stuff like that you kind of have to be where the investors are especially when you don't have a deal that's hot yet that nobody knows about right and i just remember this one time i was crashing on my friend's couch in san francisco i had a total panic attack at four in the morning i was kind of delirious at this point because i hadn't slept very much and so i pack up my stuff and i leave and he had a roommate that was just really shitty and (laughs) And didn't uh, and, and was yeah and so I it was I wasn't about to like re ring the doorbell at four a.m. because she, she was really shitty and really scary yeah um and I remember sitting on the corner on a street corner in San Francisco trying to call an Uber to get to the airport and realizing that all my credit cards were maxed out I had five dollars in my bank account and I couldn't call an Uber like it was rejected and it was four in the morning and oh I was sitting God. on my suitcase and I just. Like I just started bawling, yeah. And I was like, I can't even get home. I can't even get an Uber. I, ha- I'm. What have I done? Yeah. Um. And somehow, I mean, that moment was also so critical in yeah. my growth and my ability to know How that long I can get ago through was stuff. That moment from right now. That moment was in October of 2017. Okay. And by November. It was around it was around mid October. It was like October fifteenth, right around there. And by November fifteenth, I'd raised half a million dollars. Wow. And it was like all in that moment. And it was funny because I had all these entrepreneurial friends who were like, if you uh oh, if you've if you haven't had that moment yet, you're not there yet. Mm. And then oh, you're having that moment, you're close. And yeah. I was like, I'm gonna kill you all. Yeah. <laughs> How, what are you talking about? But it was kind of true at the end of the day, because that's the moment where you're either in it, yeah, you know, and you've, you feel like you've hit rock bottom. And once you overcome that, I mean, 
the rest kind of starts to even out a little bit. So two questions. What was the, the I guess, talk with yourself that you had to get you out of that, like, mind fuck of, I don't know what I just got myself into? And how did you get yourself out of it? Yeah, well, physically, I got myself to the airport by waiting until waiting until about 5 a.m. when the East Coast was awake and getting my friend to call me an Uber. Ah. <laughs> so, so that was the that was the literal um, thing. But I think I had a mindset, especially in, at that exact time where I, I just said to myself, the only way out is through. Yeah. And I and failure is not an option. I'm not going to let it be an option. Yeah. And so I'm going to figure this out tooth and nail if I have to like I I will sit on street corners all day long and it was just that moment of resilience yeah and it in doing that it proved something to myself about my ability to be resilient which is something that's been very very important throughout the course of the company because the highs and lows can be pretty extreme and generally speaking if you're an entrepreneur you know you're you have a pretty high risk tolerance yeah. you're, you're kind of crazy to begin with yeah. you know so <laughs> high highs and low lows uh, come with the territory. And so how did you end up raising that money? Was it from the trips that you were going on that eventually one investor was finally like, yeah, we'll, we'll give you, take my money. Yeah. <laughs> At first it was definitely not take my money. Well, it's actually kind of funny because part of the switch that has to happen for an entrepreneur, part of the mental switch is from, will you please give me your money to sure, I'll take your money. Right. There's a there's a mental shift in mm -hmm. terms of who's creating value and mm -hmm. and having that confidence in yourself to be able to build it. Right. And getting getting over that hump for me proved to myself that I was going to be able to build this thing, even if I had to sit on a street corner at four in the morning crying yeah. on a suitcase. Right. And um, and so I think that was also where, you know, I dug pretty deep and started to get some more confidence. But in order how I literally did it was I took all the products that I'd um, created with my savings and I started dumping it off at basically high net worth house parties in, in San Francisco yeah. and in LA and where I knew some of, you know, the, the common angel investors would be going to these parties. And then a couple days later I would ask a friend for an introduction and they'd be like, Oh my God, that stuff's everywhere. And I would be like, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> And that was really a thing I did. I love it. Yeah. I mean, that really shows like you have to hustle. What were you doing before you decided to, you went to school for? Yes. Which school? <laughs> <laughs> I went to Dartmouth undergrad, which was also part of where my, you know, care about having more women owned social spaces came from because mm -hmm. I was, um, it was very frat heavy school. And then I worked in finance for, a year and a half or so. And then I moved out to Silicon Valley. I don't know if uh, if I mentioned this part of the story earlier, but right when I moved to Silicon Valley, uh, I got I got pretty sick mm. and I was in and out of the hospital for a little bit and had to freeze my eggs and was trying to raise money to pay off medical bills and freeze eggs. Yeah. And I started throwing parties at my aunt and uncle's house and charging people tickets to pay for- Smart. Yeah, to pay for my uh, my medical bills. So um, so at that point, that's how I ended up randomly in this party space, and then alcohol, you know, kind of became a deviation of that. But now that I've said all of that, I've forgotten your question. What What <laughs> did you go to school for? Oh yes, so so when I moved down to that's right. So I I studied math in college, mm. and then when I moved down to LA, I actually was brought here because I originally thought I wanted to build sort of a media events. 
uh, companies centered around gender dynamics and partying and that kind of thing. And so I actually went to USC and I was in an MFA program for production and screenwriting and all that all that stuff because I figured if if I want to know how to do media, I should know something about it. I studied math. I know nothing. Um, and I dropped out when when I started the company. And do you regret making that decision? Do you wish you would have stayed at school longer? Because I feel like that's such a um, that's such a convoluted uh, mindfuck of like I have my parents want me to graduate and get a degree before I go out into the real world, and then I get a degree and then I have to start at the bottom. And I, you know, yeah, there's just so, so many. Yeah, I think my parents, especially I went from finance, super stable track, yeah, all the way over to. Uh, you know, like a master of fine arts. And so I think for them, um, you know, they've, they've always been kind of, you do you. And, and if, if it's one thing my dad said to me at one point was if it's really what you want to do, you're going to make it work. Yeah. You find a way. Yeah. You find a way. And so I, you know, when I got to LA and I started going through, um, school, I actually at first took medical leave from school for, for the first few months of starting the company. And I basically, that was the other thing I had a deadline um, because I took, I took a medical leave for the first semester in large part so that I could work on the business and still have health insurance. Yeah. And that was going to be up by December. So I either would have had like a small lift off with the company or I had to go back to school or back to work because yeah. of health insurance. So yeah, it's, common theme here is, is, is medical but uh but yeah so it wasn't the jump wasn't as scary um i suppose and at the end of the day i i, I really get to bring in all of the storytelling and the production and the stuff that i really cared about and was going to school for into my day-to-day -day work as well now so it was a pretty easy hop i was like i can get paid to do it instead of pay to do it <laughs> i love it okay so i have a fun game that i want to play with you it's called rosé all day or rosé no way okay okay so i'm gonna throw a couple scenarios at you and you're okay. gonna let me know whether you're for it or against it with all day or no way okay first one so we all love reality tv this mm. one's pulled straight from the hills and we're gonna talk about justin bobby all right so you're talking to an old flame one of your friends also seems to be getting close to him mm. you've uh they've both denied hooking up but there's clearly a vibe you can always sense the vibe uh he's clearly a douche but your friend do you keep her around or do you ditch her oh i keep her around okay you trust her enough to well i mean if he was a friendship well no if he was a douche i, I say best of luck to you i'll be here on the other side with some rosé when you're when this is over i love it <laughs> i love it okay next one uh things aren't working out with the business partner you guys went in thinking you were on the same page but now your vision doesn't seem to be going in the same direction do you stick around and make it work or do you walk i have to ask my gut usually do you it's, i've done both do you like going into businesses or partnerships with somebody else or do, are you more of a, a lone ranger where you kind of have your own vision and you like to kind of march to your I, own beat? I, I hire the smartest people that I can find. And then I try to get the fuck out of their way. My smart, last curse on this smart, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I try to get the fuck out of their way. And, um, the, you know, the biggest thing for me is communication. And yeah. so if the communication breaks down, there's a certain point at which you decide, okay, I'm going to invest in this because, you know, I, I have a fundamental trust there. But if it breaks past a certain point, you know, they always say, hire slow, fire fast. So, snip, snip. 
you know okay whatever what's best for the business and and what's and ultimately what's best for the business is what's right for the person because if they're not you know if they're not crushing it they're not actually happy yeah are you so have you gone into successful partnerships with somebody else in the past in business um i mean right now i have a great uh, a great president she's you know i i'm the sole founder of the company yeah. but uh and you know my my cousin is actually our creative director we work extremely well together i mean everyone on my team i i would say is a great is a great person in in business but i've also worked with people that are you know not so great and uh they don't work there anymore bye <laughs> Love it. Okay. Uh, last one. Um, so MTV has a new show coming out called Ghosted that's gotten mm. a little bit of controversy. It's similar to Catfished, where mm. if you're being catfished, they go and hunt down the person that was catfishing you and you have to face them. So now this show is where you track down people that have ghosted you so that you can have a conversation about oh. why they ghosted you. Oh my you. gosh, I've heard I've heard about this and I'm obsessed with this idea. Yeah. I so think you, would you hilarious. actually hunt somebody down if they've ghosted you? Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I've I'm done it. I've invited them I'm on the show. Super, I'm super direct. Yeah. And also pretty soon I, you know, I, this is like horrible. I like to think about the fact that you're not going to be able to go to the grocery store without yeah. seeing my face now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it's pretty funny. Um, it's, it's especially comical cause I'm engaged now. So it's, you know, it's like, mm. doesn't, don't, do, doesn't really hit home as hard. Yeah, but I had this I had this one who I'm I'm pretty sure was just a sociopath and I'm just wondering oh. I'm I'm ever curious about yeah, why? why he why he ghosted me. It's very it was very it's weird. So like if you're listening, you know who you are. You know who you are. <laughs> no, I have a few sociopaths that I've dated that listen to this show. Oh, awesome. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> I've invited a couple of them on the show and some of them have actually done it and they've just proved to be just as crazy as yeah, they yeah. were at the beginning. Hilarious. Um, okay. So I want to close out the show with um, a, a rapid game of last things. So I'm going to throw some questions at you and you have to tell me the last time you did each of these things. Okay. I'm I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get faster at this. I know my response is going to be slow. Go. Okay. Last person you text and what did it say? Oh, do I have to look? You can. Oh, Hold on. If you don't remember. Okay. Last time you got really hungover. The day before yesterday. Was it on Rosé? Yes. <laughs> um, last... The last thing I texted was my mother, when do you leave for Europe? Uh, are you going to Europe with her? <laughs> no, God, God, no. I wish so. I'm just, I'm just low key trying to have an impromptu wedding. So I wanted to see if she was going to be around. I love that. <laughs> um, last thing you looked up on your phone. Or the last thing you Googled. I Google the weirdest stuff. I do too. I Google really weird stuff. I think probably the last thing I Googled. Oh my God, I'm going to look again. You can pretend that I didn't do this. Oh my <laughs> gosh. What was the last thing I Googled? What about the last photo you deleted on Instagram? Do you delete photos on Instagram? Yeah, I deleted, those... I deleted one the other day. It was, uh, I just thought that the filter was a little off. <laughs> you know, I had like one of one of those moments. But um, yeah, the last thing I Googled was probably surrounding the, you know, I've just been, I've just been low-key fascinated by the whole Tay-Tay drama. Mm. I don't know. I've just been, oh, oh and the Miley drama. You oh, know, I, was looking, I was looking at the Miley drama like, more in here. I got deep in the hole. Did you see her tweets? 
Uh, yeah, I saw some of them. I was like, I was deep in the hole and I'm sitting in the car next to my fiance and he's like trying to tell me, you know, important things about <laughs> politics and the world and what's happening. And I was just like, did you see this about Liam? She, <laughs> she tweeted everything out. And then I was just listening to all of the, you know, all the songs and I'm like, oh my God, who to believe? And I love her song. <laughs> I loved it too. I was like, we need a good like heartbreak. I mean, I hate that we like really put so much pressure on our like talent to like get heartbroken so they can put out a good album like Adele when she's heartbroken. Like that's some good shit. That is some serious. Yeah, that's some serious juice. (laughs) It is. Okay, closing question. If you had to give advice to your younger self, you can pick any age you want. I usually like to say between like 18 and 21 because I feel like those are like the moments where you're no longer a teenager and actually like have that holy shit, I'm an adult moment. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give yourself? I would give myself the advice of stay in touch with yourself. Mm. When I was in college and sort of at that age and I had a lot more time, I was very in tune. Like I journaled, I thought a lot i took like i took that time away to think because i had a ton of time because i was in college but i was actually someone who tried to better myself constantly and it's really easy when you get into adulthood to lose that so that's probably the advice i would give myself anxiety is real and it comes in yeah like many forms yeah Yeah. it's scary and it does in fact catch up with you also (laughs) hangovers are real as well they they last Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> they definitely last. You want to be mindful of that. Yes. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. Where can we go and, fa- and keep up with you and keep up with Bev? Oh, yes. So the our Instagram is at DrinkBev. Um, you can also purchase on our website, www.drinkbev.com. We're around LA, Tennessee, Texas. And, uh, you know, I'm Alix Peabody. So you can follow me too if you want to see behind the scenes. And Alix spelled <laughs> A-L-I-X. Yes, A-L-I-X-P-E-A-B-O-D-Y. Love it. Thank nice. you, Alix. Everybody needs to go and drink Bev Rosé. It's so good. And it's, it's actually, delicious. one thing we didn't mention is it's a can. So it's they're in individual. Can. You crack it right Sing- open. Single, single serve, Red Bull size can. It's like a glass and a half. It's perfect. I actually had a Red Bull for the first time the other day. A first time Weird. in a long time. Yeah. At the studio. <laughs> and I was like, whoo, I was fired. I could see colors. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can follow me at Just Plain Zach. And don't forget to listen to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter every Monday and Wednesday on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, all the places. I think I'm even on Luminary now. I guess that's a thing, right? Okay. We're also there too. Wherever you're listening to this, give us a five-star review because I love validation. So also go and follow me again on Instagram at Just Plain Zach. And until next time, I'm going to go kill me some, some Bev Rosé. Okay, bye.